Hi, and welcome to Pentecost Today podcast. I'm your co-host, Steve Mancini, and as always, I'm joined with the Executive Director of Pentecost Today USA, Alicia Hardo. Alicia, welcome. Thank you, Steve. It's great to be here, and we want to welcome all who are joining us from all across the nation, all around the world, and we are so humbled to be on this journey of really taking a deep dive into the work of the Holy Spirit, not only in the past and present, but really seeing how the Holy Spirit is at work in the Church today and and in the body of Christ, even in our own individual lives. So we're very excited to, to dive into more of personal testimonies of baptism in the Holy Spirit and the charismatic gifts. And today we are going to open with prayer, and we just want to invite you to place yourself in the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, just a posture of receptivity as we pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, praising you and thanking you for the grace of being able to come together, for the grace of the work of the Holy Spirit in our nation and throughout the world. And Father, we lift up to you every person who is listening now. And Father, we just ask for all of us that there would be such an intimate and personal encounter with the Holy Spirit, even as we enter into this podcast. And Lord Jesus, we proclaim, Jesus, you are Lord. You are Lord. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come now and fall afresh on us, that we might honor and glorify you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right, Alicia. Well, again, thank you all for joining us. And uh, Alicia, we have a wonderful guest. And I know before we began, you were mentioning the gift of prophecy. And if I may, I'd like to kind of start off by reading a quote. And it's going to be a nice segue into our guest. So everyone just bear with me while I read this. Um, Again, this is from the, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've been reading this, you know, from this book every week. And if you go out to PentecostTodayUSA.org, if you don't have a copy, you can go out there and, and get a copy. But again, it's PentecostTodayUSA.org. But, but this is kind of what we're trying to, you know, it's kind of an explanatory of the organization, what we're aiming to do. It's more than that. But I mean, where we're, where we're trying to map what we're, what we're saying, what we're doing, our guests, you can, you can find it all based in Scripture, and this is just a great roadmap to kind of get you started if you're trying to understand what does baptism and the Holy Spirit even mean. So I'll start off with, with what it talks about prophecy. Prophecy is speech inspired by the Spirit, communicating a message that is not one's own but comes from God. It may include a disclosure concerning the future or the reading of hearts, but more often it takes the form of encouragement and consolation or conviction of sin. Prophecy is the only gift that appears every time Paul lists the charisms. Together with apostleship, it is the foundation to the church. And everything that that is derived from is all biblical. It's all Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, or from Acts. And Alicia, I know you, you're well-versed in understanding, um, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, you've been involved with the organization. So I'll let you kind of, you know, add to that and then maybe introduce our guests, since this is going to be kind of a theme of what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I think, Steve, it's it's beautiful, the quote that you just read, really kind of unpacking what St. Paul 
writes in scripture and it's just awesome to see how the doctrinal commission really points to to that teaching that was that was given uh, to the first you know those those were the first believers and so it's just so precious that we have that teaching on the gift of prophecy and oftentimes when people receive prayer for the grace of baptism in the holy spirit there's a receptivity to the Holy Spirit and to receiving gifts of the Holy Spirit, charisms uh, of the Holy Spirit, that in, and that always includes a potential for the Holy Spirit to pour out a gift of prophecy. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go into today's episode. But before we do that, I want to introduce a very special guest. We are very humbled to have Marianne Skrobiak joining us. She is joining us from Wisconsin. And Marianne is an adjunct faculty member at Sacred Heart Seminary. And she has worked in a lot of beautiful ministries. Uh, She has worked as a psychotherapist um, and working with adults, especially in relationship, grief, and loss ministry. Marianne has written and given presentations on a healing series for those who have been divorced, now available via DVD. Marianne has also done a tremendous and precious work for many years of serving as a diocesan liaison to the bishop in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. So Marianne, welcome. We are humbled to have you join us today. Thank you. I, I, I just must make a correction right off the get-go. I am not oh, currently do. an adjunct. I am not adjunct faculty currently. That's from my past. That oh, was okay. a few years past. Okay, I don't want to mis- misrepresent myself. But no, yes, I you. am the liaison. In fact, I just met with our auxiliary bishop, who also serves as our ecclesial advisor. I met with him yesterday, and, and it's just so exciting what's happening in Milwaukee and not focusing on me, but focusing on the gifts that the Holy Spirit is pouring forth, specifically through a telephone prayer meeting that we've been doing since COVID hit. And we're coming up to our 200th phone call. It's every Thursday night, and it's just very prophetic. The charism there is really the charism of the gift of tongues. Their prayer language is just phenomenal. People call in from all over, and it's it's just been a work of the Spirit. It's a wonder to lead people and to be open to what God is doing in our in the greater renewal, but definitely in the Milwaukee Archdiocese. You know, Marianne, it was it was fantastic to see how, in the face of COVID, and just looking at Lord, what do we do? We cannot come together and meet in person. To see how so many of different prayer groups joined together for phone prayer meetings. And I remember mm-hmm. asking you, oh, Marianne, this is this is so precious. Can we share this? And the discernment very quickly was, yes, yes, anyone can join. And just this welcome and open invitation for anyone who's interested to call in and to be a part of that phone prayer meetings. No, uh, Marianne, again, I want to just chime in and i do want to begin with something you know one of the things that we always like to ask our guests is their experience in baptism of the holy spirit obviously there are a lot of catholics there are a lot of good catholics there are a lot of very devout and practicing catholics but there seems to be some 
differentiator, I don't know what it is, I don't know how to explain it, but people that feel like I've taken an extra step, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, where I, where I feel that I'm more, I mean, everybody has the Spirit in them, but some seem to be able to tap into it or, or feel these gifts more readily. Is there a moment in your life where you felt, wow, I've, I've got these gifts and I can actually tap into them? Well, I have to give part of my testimony to get there. Sure, please. Um, this is your time, ma'am. This, this is your time. <laughs> okay, I've been in the renewal since 1978. So I go back to Notre Dame days and all of that. At that point in my life, I was living with an active alcoholic and two small children and having a lot, a lot of pain. And I was drawn to a charismatic prayer group at my parish, which I knew nothing about. And I went to my first prayer meeting, and they're babbling in this language I didn't understand, and it scared me. But, you know, I was hurting enough that I wanted to do anything, and I wanted what they had because it was so attractive to me. And so I think the key, the key certainly for me and for many others, is that surrender and that willingness to say, Lord, I can't. I need you. Jesus, come into my life in a deeper way. And that's when the gifts began to flow. And, of course, this all is a process, and it takes time. But going through the pain that I lived in, in my own dark night of the soul, as John of the Cross speaks, that the Lord came in with light. He came in with newness of life. Um, and eventually, fast-forwarding, he gave me the ability to write and pre- present um, a six-week healing series for the divorce that I did in the Archdiocese for mm, 15, 20 years. And um, as Alicia mentioned, it's still available on DVD, and, and I still minister to a lot of divorced Catholics who think they don't belong to the church anymore. So in that whole process, they've been able to bring people to RCIA, bring people to prayer meeting, and to the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is what we're talking about yeah, we do have those gifts, but we don't even know it, and we don't know how to access them or activate them. And so being able to lead people down that path has just been a great privilege and an honor. I love the Lord so much. You know, I was just telling somebody yesterday, people keep trying to marry me off, you know, (laughs) like, don't you want to get married again? And I'm like, I am married. I am married to the bridegroom. Jesus is my bridegroom, and I serve him lovingly and willingly. So it's been, you know, full circle, long journey, but um, profound fruit that came out of it all. And I praise God for that. Yeah, Marianne, your testimony of holy, passionate love for Jesus, is it's just awesome to witness to know you and to see your love for the Lord, to see how you pour yourself out to the Lord as, as bride of Christ. So, yeah, thank, thank you for you. sharing. Thank you for sharing yeah. your, your witness. You know, I think a lot of us in those times, whenever we feel broken, we feel mm-hmm. maybe we feel that separation from God so deeply that we feel that we cannot turn to the Lord. And so I think there's a grace anytime we hear a witness and a testimony of how the Lord has worked, that in that moment of greatest poverty, 
those mm-hmm. are oftentimes when the Lord does the most glorious works in our hearts and in our lives because because we say, Lord, I need you with everything in us. Lord, I need mm-hmm. you. There's just mm-hmm. such a humility that comes from that place. Um, Amen. It's just beautiful, beautiful day. And without, without that openness, you know, without mm-hmm. that stretching yourself and saying, I can't, but he can. And even on the way here, when you called me and asked me to do this and I'm driving home, I'm like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I have my reserve, you know, I know, I know the word and I can lean Mm. on God to help me in times of need and in times of joy, you know, visiting someone, a friend of mine who is dying of brain cancer and bringing communion to the sick and serving at my parish and just being open. I think my greatest gift through my own divorce and my, my own pain has been ministering to the separated and divorced who really think they don't belong anymore. They think they're scarred. They think they have a a mark on their forehead, a big D as I call it. And boy, couldn't be farther from the truth because in the middle of that angst, the Lord steps in, the Holy Spirit steps in and says, I love you. I care about you and you belong. You belong to the body of Christ. So my my passion, my passion is serving those people. We'll be doing a day of healing for them in April in our in our diocese, and we just finished, Elisa. We didn't even get a chance to talk about this, but last Saturday we had Dr. Mark Nemo um, for our whole community, and we did a return to the upper room, mm-hmm. which was a going back to our roots and reestablishing, and for some, many new people came. I was so thrilled. For some, it was an opening for the first time. And healings happened. There was physical healing. There was Mm. spiritual healing. And people came into a better understanding of who the Holy Spirit is, and they prayed. We We prayed over them for the baptism and the release. And it was just incredible. It was really a sign of hope in the middle of winter here in Wisconsin. Marianne, that is awesome to hear. I I had the great joy of visiting and witnessing firsthand the faith of those who live in Milwaukee, live in the area, whether it was those who had been involved in the Catholic Charismatic Renewal for decades, or mm-hmm. or it was maybe someone who was just having this experience of discovering for the first time there was an extraordinary grace of faith there in Milwaukee. So um, you know, I think there's there's a a beautiful gift though to hear about all the people who are coming into the grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit. I just talked to someone from Louisiana, and he was sharing with me that about 150 out of 450 women who attended a women's conference there had never had any experience in the Catholic Charismatic Renewal before. Um, and came through oh. a Life in the Spirit series through wow. that women's retreat. So, yeah, there's, I think Beautiful. there's just such a hunger and thirst and openness that um, it's a great joy to hear what the Lord is doing in different parts of the nation. Amen, amen. And we must persevere. I think, you know, what I have been um, kind of discerning and talking about with my bishop is, you know, I'm getting older and, and people in renewal are getting older 
and I there has to be some new blood coming up here in the lines, you know. I'm not seeing it right now, but I'm praying about it. It's like, come Holy Spirit, who are you preparing to step into the role that I've been privileged to have for so long? Not that I will mm. ever abandon my love and desire to serve God and to raise my hands and praise him in song and dance. And I will do it till my dying breath, you know. But I think we have to be do due diligence, like, you know, like Walter realized it was time. And Alicia, thank God, came into this role. So just pray with me and for me, please, that our archdiocese mm-hmm. continues to flourish, that there will always be an opportunity for people who have not yet tapped into those beautiful gifts of the Spirit to experience the baptism. And it might be in different ways. You know, we're bringing encounter ministries to my parish. We're doing Magnify at my parish. And, of course, I'm the one raising my hands. And some of these old folks are going like, what is she doing, you know? And and I do it prayerfully and respectfully. But I think part of us is, part of our goal here is to model that it's okay. It's okay, stiff church, <laughs> to raise your hands gently in honor and praise of our Savior, you know? So there's many different ways to teach. It's not always through a life in the Spirit, but we did give everybody the book for the life in the Spirit at the end of the day last Saturday. So I'm hoping that helps people and they will come forth and ask more questions, come to a prayer meeting, and begin to experience a deeper level of understanding just who this Holy Spirit is in our life. Amen. Uh, Marianne, let me ask you a question, because one of the things that Alicia and I talked about before was, you know, your, this gift of prophecy. And as I was mm-hmm. reading, and it says, you know, it's the speech inspired by the Spirit, and it, and it can be a, a, a myriad of things, but one of them, you know, it takes the form of encouragement and consolation. Right. Is How does someone, if I say kind words to someone that's sick, or just I see somebody's down, I see something nice to them, how do I differentiate the gift of prophecy from just being nice? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I can go on a current experience. I went to visit my friend who has a brain tumor, and they couldn't get it all, so she has two to four months to live. And, of course, I brought Holy Communion, the Eucharist, with me. And so I just knelt down by her side, and I said, uh, we're going to pray in the fashion that we both know and her and her husband and I prayed in tongues. Um, I think when you have no resource left and you don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit groans, as it says in Romans 8, for you and through you. So it wasn't just a matter of attending or just saying, hi, how are you? It's like, let me bring what I know about the healing power of Jesus right to this bedside, you know? Let me just be present to you as Jesus would be if he were here walking the earth. And, and I think that takes, that takes the form of a prophetic visit, if you will, if I may coin another term here. It's a prophetic visit. It's not like I was called to go. Did I want to go? I did, but part of me was scared because I didn't want to see her that way, you know, with a big bloody scar on her head. And I didn't know what I was going to find when I got there. And I think I got more than she did from the visit. So I think that was prophetic. It was the Lord calling me, saying, 
no, Marianne, just go. Just go, girl. And he's also put on my heart, there's an older couple that belongs to my parish, and she comes and gets, I'm a communion minister, and so she always takes communion home to her husband. And so I just felt led to go over to her Sunday, and I said, how's Joe? Oh, about the same. I said, you know, I'm leaving on vacation, but when I come back, I'd like to come and visit because they're staunch, long-time charismatics, okay? And I think that's a prophetic word from God that just said, just do it, girl. Don't, don't be afraid. People need to know that they're not alone. They need to know that I love them. And I'm going to love them through you, girl. So just go do it. Mm -hmm. I hope that answers your question. That was great. That was great. Yeah, that was beautiful. And Marianne, you know, I think there's something to, when we receive the grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit, we are oftentimes unwrapping the gift of baptism and the gift of confirmation and coming into a new awareness of the graces we already received. So to Steve's Absolutely. point, you know, just oftentimes mm-hmm. we're realizing, oh, Lord, you gave me a word of consolation that I never could have known would have significance and meaning and power, but your spirit was working through me in that moment, in that context. You know, I think I just visited the Opus Novum prayer group at Duquesne University about a week and a half ago. and visited for a prayer meeting and at the end of the prayer meeting there was a time of intercession and I felt very strongly moved during this time of prayer ministry to pray for the armor of God to clothe the young woman we were praying for and it was just a beautiful time of praying and there was a specific word that she was to be a mighty intercessor even as as there was that time of interceding and really praying for the Lord to clothe her in the full armor of God. And, you know, afterward, she is, we're all debriefing after each time of prayer ministry. And she said, Uh you know, she said, you know, I, I have been having dreams of my fiance and I going into ministry, just back to back and being battle ready and going into battle. And she said, you know, that just, that meant so much. And I never could have known that, but I just felt moved right. by the Holy Spirit God. to pray that. Right. <laughs> so uh-huh. I think there is there is something, uh, to Steve's point, even, even when we're exercising the gifts and moved by the Lord and recognizing those movements, we still don't yes. have fullness of the mystery of even something Absolutely. like perfect prophetic intercession so there's still so much more you know there is so much more oh my goodness um i i told my bishop as i was speaking with him yesterday that and i will share with you that i have just been drawn to deeper silence and Mm -hmm. adoration and quiet and usually sunday is of course sabbath but mondays are like my quiet day it's interesting how it just continues, and and that's mm-hmm. when the Lord speaks to me when I just go and spend time with Him, and I think what I strive to do most is to be obedient, not my will but Yours be done, Lord. So pray about it. Don't move until I feel led to move, and then and then go forward, trusting that God's gonna be with me and lead me and show me the way, and He is. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Marian, let me ask you a tough question now, as if the other ones were super easy. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, you, you worked with a lot of, you know, I think you said you were psycho, was a psychotherapist? I, I am a retired psychotherapist, okay. yes. Now I'm going to ask a tough question, because when you go to these mm-hmm. events, and, you know, there's a lot of praying and, and people are speaking in tongues, and this is, and I'm going to be honest, this is something I've struggled with, and it's the true discernment of, is this is this really happening to me, or am I manifesting it because I want it so bad? How do you, you know, how, how do people discern, like, kind of like your example, you know, you, you just something something in you said go you know just go be there and and, and you know you went and you, you followed there was just some kind of there was just something that you knew was right but I think a mm-hmm. lot of people and, and, and I'm going to be honest with you I, I see a lot of people that want and not just limited to the charismatic but just in general that they, they want things so bad you know emotionally that they sort of manifest it even though it's not really there like they want a relationship to be good so they make it good, even though it's a bad relationship. Or, you, you know, hey, I want to speak in tongues so bad, I'm going to just garble, you know, whatever it is. But how, how, mm-hmm. can, how can, if you're sitting there advising people and they're saying, listen, I don't, I don't know, is this God? Am I just, am I imagining it? Like, how do they know? And I know Paul says, trust, you know, test all things in Scripture. But how do you, how would you advise someone that this is the way you're going to know that this is, this is the real thing and it's not just your imagination? That's a tough one, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I would advise them to do what I had to do, which is to lean lean on other people's understanding and their discernment. Go to wise counsel, get a spiritual director, get a good Christian therapist that can hear you and listen to you and see you and hear you where you're at and not try to make you go any faster than you're able to go. That can help each of us to work through our own crap, you know, it just keeps coming up. Right. And and the evil one tries to get us at every turn without a doubt. And so we must be steadfast. But I think it's easy to veer off that path if we're not really connected, connected to others, to a strong faith community, to a good prayer group, to a good spiritual advisor. I, I think that's critical. I, I really think it's critical. You know, there, there's a lot of power in that. I, When I left my practice, you know, some of it really was hard for me, and it broke my heart in many ways because these became my sons and daughters. You know, um, I became the mom to these people, regardless of their ages. And so when I left my office, I remember writing a little post-it note that said, thank you, Lord, for the privilege of hearing them and seeing them. Take care of them now. So, you know, we've all got to learn how to do that, Steve. It does, it's no magic trick. Um, we can teach them some techniques how to pray in tongues, but eventually but, but it's our can, openness and our willingness. But, Mary, let me, let me ask you right there, because that, that's, an inter- that's an interesting point you just made. I'm sorry, Alicia, I know it's your turn, but I want to ask this. this <laughs> Go is ahead. A good, if God, <laughs> Go if, for it. and this is the struggle right here, you, you, just, you just hit me with what I, what I personally struggle with. If God okay. gives me the gift of tongues... I don't need human's help. God will just work through me. Am I, or am I, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, that's just, that's just what I think. And I, again, I could be wrong, but please. I don't know about you, but I needed help. Oh, I need help. But I think a gift I from mean, God. I right. to, well, I needed help through, I needed God through other people to help me get over the fear of speaking this uh, babble 
Got it. And just allow that. I understand. Right. Make some noise. Move your tongue. You know, right. breathe. <laughs> and then the, eventually the Holy Spirit will take over. As you, if you pray, you know, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Eventually it'll happen. But it took me a long time. It takes people a long time. And if that's going to stop you or impede you from your spiritual walk, then just let it go on the side until God moves powerfully. Mm. Yeah. Marianne, yeah. that's so beautiful. And I think that, you know, I think that comes, brings us back to just the importance of what you shared initially to connect with a spiritual director, to plug in, mm-hmm. if you can plug into a prayer meeting Anyone, anyone who has a phone can call into the prayer meeting, yes. the phone prayer meetings. Now over two hundred. Let me 200. give you that number. <laughs> May I give you that number yes, right please now? Please do. Please do. It's yes. It's called one number. So all you have to do is dial in, and it'll prompt you to say, say who you are. It's three five one nine 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 four seven one five. Again. Three five one nine 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 four seven one five. Now that's a long distance number. I need to warn people: if you don't have free long distance on your phone, you're going to rack up a big bill. So some of our people have that problem, but most people have unlimited. And Marian, yeah. we'll we'll add that number to the uh, podcast description as well. So folks, if you're listening to this Good. online, you can go down in the description of the podcast and you will see that number. So we'll provide that to you. And as Marianne said, if you don't have free long distance, just be careful. Yeah. You're going to get a big bill. So yeah. <laughs> right. And the, and the prayer the prayer group is called Excuse me, Steve. Fire starters is the name of the prayer group. We Beautiful. are full of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. And I, you know, I think there's. There's a a glorious grace of the prayer group cultivating, praying in the spirit together in unity and using the gift of tongues, as well Mm -hmm. as really cultivating the gift of prophecy. So if you're saying, you know, I really, I want to, I thirst for understanding, just, just coming in and visiting that prayer group could be a great first step. Um, there are many different prayer groups, prayer meetings in Portuguese, Spanish, Haitian Creole, different languages. There are Filipino prayer groups, Vietnamese prayer groups all across the nation. And so we just encourage yeah. you to visit our website, go to PentecostTodayUSA.org slash database, and you can search for diocesan liaisons like Marianne Skrobiak. You can search mm-hmm. for charismatic ministries you can search for charismatic religious like the disciples of our lord jesus christ so as you as you're looking to really cultivate the charismatic gifts it is it's important to connect to the body of christ so um reach out to us if you're saying you know i'm Mm -hmm. I'm looking to connect we want to hear from you if you're listening and, and you're saying you know i just i i desire not only to read resources but to really connect with others amen thank you alicia that that's really a good word um i was going to tag on that now i'm trying to remember what i was going to say because i was listening so intently to you it's really important so many of my predecessors who served as liaisons 
no longer went to prayer meetings. I need my community, and I also need to be fed. So I encourage people to go to national events, go to local events, get get a greater understanding of what is going on so you know what you're asking for. That's right. Never, never stop learning. Marianne, that's absolutely right. And, and in fact, there's still a lot of people that believe that, hey, I talk to God, I don't need to go to church, I don't need to do these things. It's all about fellowship. Right. It is all about support because mm-hmm. we cannot we cannot walk the path of life alone. And when people say, where's God? God's all around you. He's in the person standing next to you that's saying, hey, come over and have dinner. He's in the person sitting across from you when you're in the hospital being sick. He's the person that, that's right. you know at mass with you sitting in the pew while they're praying quietly. He's all around you. You need to just mm-hmm. be out there, be in fellowship with folks. Get involved is the key because you're, you're right about one thing, Marianne. That that next generation has just not, it's, you know, and, and you know what? Blame the, blame the generation in front of them because they didn't instill that value. The rea- that is just a simple reality. But you know right. what? It's never too late. It's never too late to trust in God. He's going to bring these people in his due time. He's, his church will never fail. He's already told you that. So it's always going to be Absolutely. here. But it's our job to be the stewards of his church in the meantime and to encourage mm-hmm. people to get involved, to pray, to just trust, trust, trust. One thing I'm going to say before you're going to close us out with a prayer, Marianne, is this. You mentioned the word mm-hmm. the devil, and the devil is critical mm-hmm. because what I've learned is the more sorrow and suffering I see, the more I do see God. And, I, and I'll tell you, that's going to sound strange, but here's why. Because I think if there was no God, it would be even worse. He holds this dam of evil back. You know, we are the ones that allow it to come in because we make those choices. That is the free will. He doesn't say, listen, I want two countries to go to war unless it is serving some greater purpose. He doesn't say, I want that person to die of brain cancer. He doesn't say, I want, you know, these two people to kill unless it is some purpose, but he never wishes evil on us. But what he does do is say, I'm going to be there when these things happen because Mm -hmm. you have chosen this path. And, you know, that's our job now to say we've got to get on the right path and get as many people back on the right path to reduce the presence of evil in the world. It, it, it's just all about choices. It's not about whether there's a good or a bad. It's all about what we do with the choice that we've been giving. So even though you might make the right choice, it doesn't mean the person next to you is making the right choice. And that evil is going to impact you. And so you mm-hmm. just have to trust in God that he's going to be there to get you through it. Marianne, as always, we want to always like to thank our guests, and I know we're running out of time. So before we close okay. out, we would love it if you would say a closing prayer. Thank you. Thank you. I would just like to say that God is not dead. God is not dead. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. So I claim, I just claim for everybody that's listening, that the power of Jesus Christ lives within you and wants to be expressed freely. Don't be afraid of it. Lord is gentle. The Holy Spirit is a gentle spirit. He will come in at your request. Always a gentleman, always a gentleman. Lord Jesus, I just thank you and I praise you for this time to share my story a little bit with Alicia and Steve and and those that are listening. I thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done in my life, for all that you've taken from me that I don't need and for opening the door to so many things yet to happen in the future. My future is in your hands, Lord. I I put it there. I will serve you as long as you ask me to. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen, Amen, Amen. All right. Alicia, any final thoughts you want to share before we uh, sign off? 
No, I just want to say thank you. Marianne, what a joy, what a joy and a gift to have you with us. Thank you. We're very humbled by your, the greatness You're of your wisdom. You're very welcome. And your witness. You're very welcome. Yes. All right. Yeah, oh, God bless. Thank you, Marianne. And again, folks, thank you for tuning in. And as always, we do thank our listeners from all over the world. And I cannot say this. And I know Alicia and I have talked about this. We are humbled. You cannot imagine how humbled we are by the reception of the program and the fact that well over 40 countries around the world are listening to us. I, I This is something I never thought would happen in my life. If you would ask me this a year ago, I would have said, nah, it's crazy. But but here we are, and here you are listening to us. So if we can bring joy and hope into your life, we that's ultimately we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And we want to thank you sincerely from the bottom of our heart for listening, and we encourage you to continue listening. And as always, we will gladly take your feedback, and you can reach us. Go out to our website, PentecostTodayUSA.org. You know, you can contact us through the website. But again, God bless you. Have a wonderful day, and have a wonderful week. <laughs>